have, have you you've dated a stand-up comedian? I've dated one, and we're good buds today, and I'm friends with yeah. her boyfriend, and we have such a good, totally fine. Good, good for you. Yeah. I, I hope. Yeah, I'm really happy and proud of that. Um, well, this is a negative podcast, so get ready. I know, I know. We're going to get there. So so welcome to The Downside. Uh, my name is Jer Marcus Horazi. I'm here with my co-host, uh, Russell Daniels. Hello. And uh, 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 we are here with a fantastic stand-up comedian. Uh, 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 do you don't have a podcast right now, do you? I do, yeah. I including the SiriusXM show? Uh, yeah, SiriusXM show no longer. They restructured, <laughs> and I was not part of the structure. Uh, you don't have to edit that. I don't care. It's no, I was just going to hit knowledge. the theme music. Oh, the, the, I, oh it was such I a thought perfect... you were hitting it edit No. You thought I was editing No, I thought it was such a perfect, like, uh, that show no longer exists. <laughs> Listening to the downside, the downside. with John Marco Um, uh, well, I'm sorry. I, I, that's uh, all right. It should happen. You know, I mean, it's a pandemic. What I had work during a pandemic. Yeah. It's great. That is very you know? nice. So, um, well, well, well. Thank you for thank you for being here. Yeah, I, thank you for having always, me. Always nice to have you. I remember yeah. when I first started stand up. You were like, you you were just someone who was like cool. I just remember Sam Morrison was my friend, uh -huh. and I always remember Sam told me once he was like, I saw Ian. He had Line Creek in the cave. And he was just murdering and ah! killing. And it was it was just like something, you know, when you're young, a young starting out comic, and yeah. you're like, oh, I guess he's Oh, that's so nice of you person. to say. Thank you. That means so much. Uh, I love well, Sam. I didn't see. It was just Sam. Oh, I okay. Yeah, yeah, well, there's a negative aspect. <laughs> I, I immediately told Sam, I'm like, okay, Sam, yeah, let's relax. I'll judge for myself. I'm sure that it didn't all work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um Sam is, Sam is a, poo poo. I am. <laughs> it's no good. It's no good. Um, but 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 thank you for, for being here. Uh, yeah, we 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 had some time off. My my dad he had a he had a heart surgery that he made it through. Oh man! And then I I had a, I had a, a breakthrough case of COVID. Whoa. Waited the whole span. It was the fucking worst. When it was over, it was over fourteen days ago. But it was yeah, it was like and wow. I, I had it right before then. So Whoa. were you okay? It was really bad. Really? Um, it was. And you're vaccinated. Uh huh. Uh huh. Whoa. It was uh, uh it was no joke. I woke really? up. It, I, I I had the smell. I had the taste. All that shit was fine. It was very flu like. Mm -hmm. uh, skin hurt, chills, fever, achy. Did your neck hurt? My lower back really hurt. Okay, one thank time. God. All right. What? Why? Because my neck hurts. Oh, your neck hurts. Oh, and I God. was headbanging, and I, my neck hurts once every month at uh -huh. least. Yeah. But I was talking to my gal, and she was like, "Does your neck and head hurt? That's a symptom." And I was like, "No." Oh, God. Oh. So now I'm just worried. It gets harder the older you get where you're like, yeah, my neck hurts. Of Bro, course it hurts. Dude, yeah. My back hurts. Everything I hurts. Should buy I carry bacitracin in my fanny pack. What's bacit bacitracin? What it's like uh, neosporin. Oh, I carry bacitracin. I carry Pepto-Bismol. I carry Motrin in my fanny pack with me because I am slowly breaking down. Yeah, it is crazy. <laughs> the the physical like stuff, like sometimes you'll just... Stand up in the morning. You're oh, like, dude! What the that's yes, that's what's is. amazing. Is, what is, is the is the what happened in my sleep? Yeah, yes. I wake up in my like my Achilles tendon, and I'm like, I don't. So I can't lie down anymore. Yeah. Not even lying down is is enough. 
I need to be in like a water chamber to not like have new pains. Dude, I, I ride a bike everywhere. I ride like 15, at least 15 a day. And I'm like, if something happens to my body, because that's like a huge part of my mental health and like just it's like very meditative and I love it. And if I can't do that, I'm like, just fucking blow my head off. Like if I can't walk briskly or like yeah. something happens to me where I can't do my daily activities, I'm going to fuck. I don't know what I'm going to do. Yeah. You know, and I'm so worried. I'm just going to be old and it'll go away you know how do people when they're old old ride bikes i'm trying to think yeah if I've seen i mean old. it's really good for you you're you're getting your body and your endorphins and everything moving and it's good for your heart rate and your lungs and everything. so it's like in terms of exercising that and swimming is like wonderfully good for your body can you ride a bike yeah see i can't really ride a bike. what I, okay so you can't ride a bike and you can't drive <sighs> what I, it's, it's you can't go. You're relying on walking. One thing at a time. One oh thing at a time. My God. So what happened with with bike? I don't know. Like, I, I, it's just one of these things. There's parts where I look and I just I'm like, I think my parents were just depressed, so they didn't do some of these things. So so I had a bike with training wheels, like lots of kids. Mm -hmm. And then I just remember one time on a playground, some kid was like, "You still use training wheels?" And I never touched a bike. Again, no. And then, but didn't you have friend? Like, didn't you have like? Where I guess depends. Did you have where like you a live. neighborhood gang of bike riders? Yeah. Did I have a neighborhood gang? Well, of, like, what did well, I friends? Grow? We would go on bike rides. Like, yeah. you had it was like it wasn't ex like a thing. We didn't. Everyone knew. I how to think ride a bike, balance. You know, I was not an athletic kid. Flat feet, awkward, gangly. So balance was always a problem. Mm. Ice skating rinks, that was a big popular birthday party activity. I yeah, never oh, could do that well. I ate it ice skating as a kid. Braces flew off my teeth. Oh, <laughs> God. Oh. Bad news. <laughs> so all I did, what happened is my daddy got me this thing for Christmas where it was like, I describe it like a chariot. It's like a bike with two like boards on the back, so it requires zero balance. I think your father bought you a rickshaw. <laughs> a rickshaw. Yeah. It's kind of like a rickshaw. Yeah. And so, so my dad got me this thing, and I liked it because He's like, I wait, wait, you got made fun of for having training wheels, and then your dad bought you a rickshaw. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. I'll, I'll show yeah, yeah, the yeah. kids like this. Is, <laughs> yeah, you drive the kids around in this. Yeah, yeah. You were like delivering like fruits to their family, like an old Italian. <laughs> Bronx it was in the it 40s. Was, I would ride it now. It was so it was I mean it's huge. It was a huge thing. Yeah. And uh what happened my we I was riding one day down a hill and my dad was like do it this time with no brakes cuz I was a very cautious kid. So I was like braking going slow. It had you know the handbrake. Mm -hmm. And so I tried it with with no brake. I started going super fast. So fast that in my head I was like if I had kept going, there was like a, a creek there, and I was like, I may die. In my head, it was like sudden, a very high-intensity moment. So I decided to just step off. Oh no! While it was moving, like I remember it, like it was it was one of the few times in my life it was like a slow motion. Yes. Where I like I'm like those I'm accidents step off. are always slow. And I, I remember like putting my foot down on the pavement oh. and then just uh, elbow, hands, knees. If I had hit my head, I ended up breaking my arm. If I had hit my head, I didn't have a helmet on. Oh. And my, my dad, who was normally like a safety guy, like he felt terrible. And, yeah. And uh, I just don't know if I can do it. And ever since you haven't been able to. Well, I mean, hey, wow. downside Patreon episode, John Marco learns how to ride a bike. Yeah. There Ooh. it is. Yeah, you that's, should. That's good. Yeah. Live from the hospital, Tremarco yes. tried riding a bike. <laughs> yes. Well, uh, then it's in New York. I can't even yeah. imagine what kind oh, of- Oh, bro, I love it. I love it. Did you always love it? Were you always good yes. at riding around in New York? I've always loved danger. Okay. Yes. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I have, 
I have two bikes. I have a single speed and I have a geared bike. The single speed's name is Old Henry and the geared bike is Richard Geary. Oh. Thank you. I've been Ian Fidance. <laughs> have a good night. Old Henry. And that's just a name. Richard Geary. Richard I know, Geary. I just like the name Henry and it's an old bike. Are you a Richard Geary fan or that's just the only no, pun you No, because it's a geared bike. Yeah, it's no, a good I got pun. It. Yeah, yeah. No, it's good. <laughs> it's a great pun, it's, by the way. It's a great pun. Yes. Call Samuel Morrison. He'll tell you. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, the single speed, I shave the handlebars down. It's like this, probably this wide, so I can go in between cars. Because I used to have a job fixing printers Just in for the those city. listening, uh, Ian just took the mic and held it in I thought this hip. was a video podcast. Yeah, but we take the audio from here. Oh, oh, okay. So with the act outs with the mic. Gotcha, <laughs> buddy. I'm gonna, that's one of many. Okay, so get ready. Get ready. Get ready. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I shaved the handlebars down because I used to have a job where I would fix these specialized printers in the city, and I get paid a pop for each printer. So, you know, I get 10 or 12 in a day. I'm sitting pretty. So mm. I was just biking all through Manhattan fixing these printers in and out of cars, in and out of traffic, blasting my music because I got a speaker on my bike. Wow. I was getting high at the time, so I was just like smoking weed, fucking riding. It was awesome. It was great. How often did you get hurt? I mean, you're going to get hurt. <laughs> Were you ever hit by a car? Oh, yeah. Oh, my yeah. God. Wow. Yeah, on, uh, on uh, First and A. Uh, and how bad was it? Did you break anything? Uh, no, I got bursitis in my shoulder. And you learn how to fall. Like you learn, it's like we, like you said, it went in slow motion. Like uh -huh. you learn how to get hit. So like if you're getting hit by a car, you lean into it and try to roll off, off of what you're car. getting hit. Because if you lean away, you're going to get sucked under run and get over. run over. How, you, and you're able to assess this in the moment? I just yeah, can't even just, I'm, think I'm about telling like, you also from riding a bike in the city, you get like matrix vision. You get like Terminator vision where you can assess things ahead of you. Like yeah. I can see an intersection before I'm coming up on it. I can tell if people are coming, if they're not. I spatially I know if people are around me. It's just this like six cents you pick up from doing it in the city so much and so often. You know? So like I, I mean, obviously things happen, but I got hit this was 2015, 2016, and I didn't get hit again until October of last year. So that's I mean, a, that's statistically, that's, yeah. I mean, if I'm riding almost every day, that's yeah. great. Do you have good insurance? Health insurance? Yeah. That's yeah, good. If good. I was riding a bike, right. I would I would look more into my insurance. Yeah, we were in Austin, and we're all being biker boys and fucking scooting and booting, and one of the guys is like, I don't have insurance. I'm I'm scared. And, like, and he sounds old, puss. too. Yeah. <laughs> No, sounds like he should get. He actually sounds like he's like. Nah, he sounds man, like a ninety. I have insurance. I can't do it. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to make him sound yeah, like a yeah. bitch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's like this jacked, super in shape guy. He's like, I don't want it to happen. I might fall off. <laughs> um. Uh. So. So. Yeah. I wanted to. The. The one thing I wanted to, to bring up. We. We've been. I. I've. I've been, I. I had this. Uh, TikTok that's getting me in a little bit of trouble right now. Oh no! What but it was very interesting. It's it's going to be, be getting in trouble on TikTok is fine. Mm -hmm. Like unlike Twitter, like it just kind of it lives its in its own bubble. Mm -hmm. But people were making videos. It's a pedophile joke yeah. uh -huh. about R. Kelly, and I'm, I'm sorry he got convicted. Russell, I know that was a tough <laughs> one for you. Uh, Russell, I'm sorry. Man. Here I'll pour one big, out for you, boy. Big R. Kelly guy. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> That'd, be, <laughs> um, That'd be funny if that's a one hill you choose to die. Yeah, on. yeah, yeah, yeah. An um, R. Kelly purist. <laughs> I do uh, like when someone has like one opinion that you're like, whoa. Yeah, like, yeah. We, you know, we're all in line to a certain degree. Yeah. I wouldn't want it to be R. Kelly. Though. No, no. I wouldn't no, want no. it to be something. No. 
Um, but you, you got like so you sent so me it's, this. It's thing. this R. Kelly. It's this, well, this pedophile joke, and it's just about vocabulary. What's the joke? The joke. I mean, it's 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 essentially the difference between the the word pedophile, hebophile, and ephebophile. And the reason we don't make those distinctions because it's hard to explain the difference without sounding like a pedophile. Uh-huh. And it's 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 like. It's uh, I do it at the end of the Comedy Central set, so I'm yeah. sure going to get another loop of this kind of thing. But yeah. some people, you know, they're like, don't know. They, they, the moment you say pedophile and it's a joke, mm-hmm. they're like, you're, you're making light of pedophilia. Well, wait, what are the differences between those three terms? So uh, uh, pedophile is pre- you're attracted to people who are prepubescent. Uh-huh. Then hebophile is early puberty, which is like uh, 11, 12, 13, 14 mm-hmm. range. Ephebophile is 15, 16, 17, 18. Hmm. And so, you know, it's like this long where you go through that and everyone's like, why is he telling me this? And I say, right. the, the reason we don't use those distinctions because it's hard to ex- talk about it without sounding like a pedophile. Right. So this woman made this long TikTok about like, well, I didn't know that, TikToks that, could be that long. Yeah, they, they can be three minutes now. <laughs> no, Just really? people like this. Really yeah, it used long. to be a minute. Now it can be three minutes. Wow. And she challenged you. She chal- to a comedy to a comedy duel. off. She said, Nuh-uh. "I'm gonna. We're gonna. Yeah. We'll get a stage. I'm gonna. I'm gonna tear down the roof. I'm gonna get." Yeah, she's literally describing Caroline's March of Madness. <laughs> yeah. oh. I'd love. I'd love. She said, "Any this crowd? This is one big push for Louis Miranda's March Madness 2022." <laughs> Congrats, man! Oh my God! Though, did you 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 know about the March Madness? Did, uh, did you ever I, do it? No, I've heard about it. I did it. I was too young. I was ah, yeah. I I just I wasn't. I was supposed quite to do ready. it, and then I got like a row gig, and I was like, I can't. And all my buddies like busted my balls, like you're scared, you're scared. I was like, yeah. so I, if people who haven't heard, March Madness was like, I think it used to be like a a big real feather in your cap. It was it was kind of dying down by the yeah. time I got to it, where. Uh, March Madness style where each comedian does one minute each yes. and that's the round that sucks. That's the one where it's like could be could go yeah, either yeah, way. Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah. And then it increases in time length each round. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. But uh, there's definitely a lot of like who goes first, who goes second. You generally don't want to going second is I would pick every time. Right, right. And I remember the first year I did it um oh god, I, f- I forget his name. Uh, he does the Irish podcast Irish goodbye. What? Mike Feeney? Mike Feeney. Okay. Mike Feeney, he went after me, and I was very new at comedy. And Mike Feeney, just before his set, went, and we were like last. The first round is the worst because it's like 32 yes. one-minute sets yeah. with applause break meter in between. It is <laughs> the worst concept for a show, yeah, yeah, yeah. that first round. And when it got to Mike Feeney, he said, oh, I hate this. And it murdered he just said, I hate this. And the crowd went apeshit wild. We hate it too. That's and especially awesome. when you're like a new comic, you're yeah. like, you almost have a sense of being like, wait, that can't count. Yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah, you yeah, can't. Yeah, yeah. That wasn't a joke. That's not a joke. He just he just recognized that everyone's miserable and called attention yeah, yeah, to yeah. it. And you go, no, that's the most Which important. Is- what a comic does. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Recognize things and call attention to it. <laughs> so, so yeah, I, I did so it twice. Would do? Would... No, no, I did. So I, uh, he went second and he just, he just won. Oh, right. He right, just right, won. Right, right. And then, uh, uh, yeah, it sucks. But the, hate, this woman, I, she challenged She you. challenged me. I would take this woman on. So she, she was talking about, you know, you, how dare you defend pedophiles and people who like this video. She you're sounds hilarious. Pedophiles. No, but then this is the greatest <laughs> well, thing. So first, at the end of the video, then she goes, she's like, you know, this is minute, she's minute very five. Angry. She goes like, she's like, you, uh, you must have been touched by a priest. They he yeah. tickled your little pickle. And I'm like, that's a pedophile joke. Yeah. 
You, that's now you're making what? a pedophile she did say, joke. She did say, yeah, she did do that. And tickle, she also tickle, said, pickle. Tickle, that's, tickle, pickle. That's yeah. Some middle school. And she also said, mark my words, one year from today, knock, knock, knock. Who is it? It's the FBI. They're arresting John Marco Cerezi. Oh, <laughs> like she that was like, rules. she like, so but, I love the mentally ill on the internet. It's uh, so I, it fun. really is like very like, and, and what he sent me this thing and I, I was like, this is, this is wild. And I was like, well, let's just see what her deal is. Yeah. And Russell watched every TikTok I, she's I, ever made. Oh, it was, dude. it was crazy because there was nothing that lined up with that thing she has videos of her doing a reoccurring character as an asian woman she's a white woman <laughs> and, and but doing a full asian accent and like with, and the, the, caption. with the caption stop asian hate yes and like yes through yes. jokes through jokes on it i love it and i've never seen someone who was <laughs> i love uh, it i've never seen someone who was so like like outwardly uh uh woke saying i'm woke yeah. and also or the captions was like don't put people in a box. Not yes. all Asian people are uh, like this. Uh, and then we do a super racist Asian? character. No, no, no. Ah! white. No, she's white. White. And she. And the other thing about her that's fascinating is she does a, a black scent a lot of times because she was adopted by two black queens, and so she. That's would, her phrasing. She, yes. You said it like it was like. Oh no no sorry. The, the drag, like, who are your moms? There were two black queens. <laughs> <laughs> no, like so two. She that's her phrasing. So two black oh, women adopted rules. her. So she does a she does a lot of content on the problem with being white when you're raised as black. Oh, for and that like, huge demo. Uh-huh. And so it's, it, it was just it, everything I watched. Dude, I this was chick like, rules. Oh, it, I was like, actually I she is funnier it. than you're just going to be. I was like, the, the final Depending one. On the room, if it was like if it was like an LOL, those accents crush. Oh, oh dude, man. she could just oh do an Asian accent for fifteen Holy minutes. Holy crap, oh. dude! And then at the end, be like, "That's racist, guys." The, the, Good night. Yeah, the yeah, final yeah. one that I watched though is the best one. And will you send me her thing? Yeah, I will absolutely watch it with my girlfriend. She, she did. She she's talking about angry gay men. Yes, and she goes. She goes. She goes, she goes, oh, she goes, oh, these angry gay men coming after me. Don't come after me because there's no one angrier and gayer than my brother. Rest in peace. No. Love you, Jackie. <laughs> That's awesome. Oh, and I was like, it was, oh, I love it was that. so good. She's, it's so unhinged. That's great. No, that she's, I'm mentally like, yeah, she's mentally unwell. Yeah, she's mentally unwell. Totally. So, so I feel, you know, but. It, uh, it's, it's well. Content. I had the thought. I was like, I, that would be fun to to Wait, stay. Someone to do on this. TikTok mentally unwell. Get out of here. Who the thunk it? That's that's. But my it's just funny face. that she got so mad. None of her other things that's are like mad awesome. like that. So she like and, and oh, she had a pro Michael Jackson video to her dancing to Michael Jackson and defending Michael Jackson. That's what I was crazy about. Oh, it. Dude, like, the call just, is coming from inside the house oh, with this woman. Michael, yeah. I I I gotta tell you, I. I keep, you know, Halloween's coming around, which means Michael Jackson starts playing all the time. And I do, there is a part of me that sometimes goes like, uh, do we all understand that this is crazy? That like we have created, where that we're still, Michael Jackson, he was a pedophile. Right. And there is this thing of like, you're not supposed to listen to, here's my example. I think of like, if I were out on the street and I was playing like an old Louis C.K. album, Uh I know friends who would go like, what the fuck are you doing? 
and then we'll go play Thriller. And I, I'm just like, okay. Right, right, are, right. Are we all aware? We're it's, all agreeing it's one of those, that it's It's one of those cognitive dissonances him. that everyone is like just accepted fully. Dude. And they but you're play, not asking like, people to listen. I'm like, he was. But yeah, you're not, yeah, yeah. Are you asking people to not listen or are you just asking us to acknowledge that? I'm, yeah, I'm just asking people to like standard. chill out about like whatever media or content someone wants to consume. It just doesn't match to me. It's just something that okay, doesn't okay. match. Okay, I see what you're saying. You're saying it's... It is hypocritical of them to be like, turn that Louis bit off. Yeah, yeah, hey, yeah. Let's go do the thriller dance. At every wedding still. At, yeah, every yeah, yeah. wedding. Dude, yeah. I totally agree. And I will add on the fact that I do not give a fuck uh, what the artist has done. I will still enjoy it if I've always enjoyed it. With the exception of Cosby or R. Kelly. But I will not be at a party and be like, turn that off. If yeah, someone yeah. has it on, I'll be like, well, I'm certainly not going to dance to it, but I'm someone's gonna, playing the Cosby you know, show. A non-dance protest. I'm I'm just very of the mind of like, who cares? I don't disagree. It's there's just something about like people like singing along to him singing right. PYT, pretty young right, thing. And just right. going like, I don't understand how this I don't understand how it synthesizes with the world that you've created. I agree. Yeah. I would still listen to. I don't give a fuck. Listen to R. Kelly. He was a fucking. He was a song. Song credit on the new Drake album. Yeah. Really? Oh yeah. yeah. Hilarious. Yeah. Well, well, you know song... Drake is that little Millie Bobby Brown. So thing. what is that <laughs> thing? Like he was just friends with this. I don't. Oh, that's her right now. That's one of R. Kelly's um, dates. Oh my, <laughs> my god! god. <laughs> that is so loud though. There's a child there's... screaming. Um, what you call it? Oh yeah. Apparently he like. Has been friends with her for years, and like someone was like deciphering his lyrics that they could apply to her, because like he well, has a lyric that's like "pussy so good it was worth the wait," and like oh, and, and he no. mentions a date, a specific date, and talks about that's the glow up, and it's her birthday. Oh no, and I don't know if that's well, like. Sounds, he sounds like very damning lyrics. I, I was know. expecting a little more I subtlety, don't know. I don't know. and it was like it's her birthday. Her name yeah, is yeah, Millie Bobby Brown. It's like I fucked <laughs> Millie Bobby Brown the day she turned eighteen. Oh God, uh, I loved your impression of rap just there, really quickly. <laughs> what oh, her name was Millie. Bobby Brown. <laughs> I don't know what era of wrath that was from. Oh God, that oh. rules. Um, That's awesome. Uh, I, I don't know. I I agree with you though, uh, dude. So I play music on my bike uh -huh. when I ride, and this dude. Do you guys know Ryan Adams? Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, he got in trouble. I know. Yeah. One of my all-time favorite. What do you artists, get in trouble for? Whatever. Uh, Being like abusive. Yeah, he was like married to uh, what's Mandy her name? Moore yes, and like yes. abusing his power dynamic with yes. um, Mandy Moore, other women. Yeah, no, it, not Mandy. Moore. I think there was weird things in their marriage, but also yes, other women yeah, yeah, were yeah. more. And so it's like hand. with that, it's like okay, I'm not gonna buy tickets to see him live. I'm not gonna buy his album, but I'll listen on Spotify. You know, yeah, I, they're getting no money. They're not from that. paying any money. Yeah. So yeah, it's okay. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. So I'm listening to it on my bike, and some guy rolls up next to me and goes, "Ryan Adams, really? Come on, man. Don't you know he was canceled?" And I go, "Hey, don't you know I don't give a fuck? I've always liked him, and I'm not gonna let something outside of my control control what I listen to." And he goes, "Yeah, you're right. His new album's really good." <laughs> and I was like, "Holy <laughs> shit, dude!" That's that's what all this shit is. People just want to be perceived as good, but in reality, he he's to listened to it privately, yeah. and he's yeah. just like, "You can't do that yeah, yeah, yeah. out loud." Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And that then when is... I didn't back down, he's like, "Yeah, he's still pretty good." <laughs> Blew my mind, dude. Yeah, 
Yeah. That's incredible. And then and then that guy went back and listened to Thriller and did the whole dance. Mm-hmm. I think the other thing with this TikTok woman, which I always think is interesting with like the joking aspect where where they're like where they're like the FBI is going to come knocking and I'm like, "Let me tell you what pedophiles don't do. They don't joke announce it. it. They don't TikTok. joke about it." I mean, like there's there's just Well, apparently they write songs about it, but <laughs> Yeah, yes. yeah. yeah, they write yeah. songs. They yeah. don't joke. Yes. Yes. They write songs. Yes, that's the one you got to look out for. It was just—it's always fascinating to me that nobody learned the lesson from Cosby of that. Of their artwork does not reflect who they are. Totally. And, stop. and people still occasionally they quote. I don't know who said. Maybe it was Maya Angelou. Where when someone says when someone says who they are, trust them. Mm-hmm. And like people use that on comedy sometimes. You're like. It's, you don't know. Right. You just don't know. Yes. And you got to yes. accept it and yes. stop pretending. Yes. That you... I mean, Vince Champ, great example. Tell me who's, the, who's this? He was a clean comic, Christian, oh, college comedian. I don't think I know this guy. was a complete rapist. Oh. And he was Mr. Squeaky Clean Comic. Mm. You know? Yeah. I, I'm of the mind of, like, the more you are yourself openly, the more no one can, like, be surprised, yeah. you know, as long as you're like authentically yourself and like a good person. Yeah. You know, like to, I mean, like prior, it's funny looking at prior. He was like, yeah, I beat women and I steal and I'm a drug addict. People are like, well, at least he's honest. You know, <laughs> <laughs> there was another John Christ was the recent one. Did you, did you John hear about him? Christ. I've heard that he, name. He was a super Christian comic. Uh huh. Was like uh, telling women to, you know, fuck him, cheat on their husbands for what? tickets or whatever. And what then a he, scumbag. Yeah, and he he was supposed to have like a Netflix special, like like he was like it was one of those right on right, the cusp. Right, right, right. And then when he came back, he became like an anti woke, of course, uh, like Jamie Kilstein. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've I, there's a couple comics right now. I see that that hard pivot <clears throat> into it. Yeah, yeah. And, I'm, and I whenever it's a hard pivot, I'm like, do you do you fully feel this way? If you don't, don't you get right. tired? I, I of imagine right, that right. it's uh, partly like, well, they'll accept me, and I'll partly like, you are probably angry at like, yeah. well, no, like you know, I've like, seen some you know, that I'm like, man, that must be exhausting having to just play to that yeah. all the time. Oh my god! And now that's who you are, and even if you deviate away from this, this new fan base you've cultivated, is like, no, 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 what? No, you can't think that yeah. way. You Plus, know? you need those fan, those fans now too. Like that you know, audience. Anytime the reading audience those you comments from your fans now, you're like, you gotta on some level be like, good. Fuck, yeah, what the fuck totally, do? totally. <laughs> oh my god, I know. It's kind of like raising your kid. And then, like, just like giving them like no rules, and when they turn out shitty, you're like, "Fuck, I kind of did this." Yeah, <laughs> you know. Yeah. <laughs> um. So, uh, for for those, uh, uh, if this is your first episode, somehow this is the downside where uh, we we talk about all the negatives, all the sad things in life. We I'm focus excited, on because I always like to put a positive spin on things. Good. Well, feel free a, a new a, a new uh, turnover, a new leaf. Show us the underbelly to all your positivity. <laughs> um, if, if you enjoy the show, please check out the Patreon. It's patreon.com slash downside. You get early episodes, uh, bonus episodes, other little goodies. But uh, uh, we're, we're growing and we're feeling good. Again, that's patreon.com slash downside. So uh, you grew up in Delaware? Yes. Any any? Do you enjoy that? Delaware, Wilmington. That's where yeah. you started. A, I started comedy in Philly. You know, but like life, you started. Oh life yeah, in I started life in Delaware. Loved it. You it great. Lo- All right, yeah. you're already fucking it up. Yeah. What What did you not like about Delaware? Um, I mean, it was limited in a way of. I mean, but really, it's it's the same in Delaware as it is. 
where you grew up, where you grew up. I mean, the only I'm talking about like suburban life in a mm. way outside of the city. Obviously, there's a different different experience if you grew up in a city, but I feel like, you know, everyone does the same things, but in different places, whereas me and my friends would hang out in a Taco Bell parking lot. You and your friends may have hung out in an AMC parking lot, you know, mm -hmm. but it was still the kind of the same thing of like just really nothing to do. So you make your own fun. You yeah. know, yeah. and you either get into a lot of trouble or you play video games in a friend's basement. See, I was the video games kid. So was I. Uh-huh. But I was also getting a lot of trouble guy. So yeah. I did both. From you know. from a young age, were you a trouble, trouble Yeah, I, was a, I, I mean, I was an ornery kid. Growing up, I was like an ornery kid, full of love, full of laughter, full of life, energy. And then, you what know, happened? My, my dad died when I was eight. And oh. after that, that kind of put this like anger and um kind of like uh not negative but just like it may i really started acting out you yeah know? and then um when your dad died did you go to therapy like immediately like what was your oh, mom's dude, reaction yeah. to that it was i mean we went to group therapy and i like hated it and i didn't even grasp like what it was and the like, therapy the, the like therapy. what you were doing like and also i was like the youngest one there i was eight and everyone yeah. was like older and like i just couldn't relate oh was, i like, thought it was weird. just like you and your mom it was a big no. group oh yeah it was a church group so like oh. my mom with the adults and i went with like the young adults and i was eight and everyone's like you know in their teens late teens and were they all 20s. was this like about a dead parent specifically no, i was the only one with a dead parent everyone was like i lost my well you know somewhere like i lost like a brother or like you know a grandparent or whatever but i just remember being like you know I, I i just really hated it because i got i could tell i was getting treated with kid gloves in a way of like i could tell i was getting sympathy from people that didn't know me didn't know my situation and i hated that and so i like you know like they they had like a raffle for like christmas gifts and i like won and i gave it back and was like give this to someone that needs it like i don't need this like i was, what was like the gift it was just like football stuff and i was like i, I would have given that back too I, I was like well i was like i already have football stuff and i flat out was like this is gonna bring my dad back i don't want this yeah. you know like i don't want any of this so i was like very against like getting gifts and stuff because i felt i could tell that that was a way to like make up for what you lost yeah, like, yeah, yeah, never make up for it. And even at eight, I was like, I do not want this. Yeah. And this raffle was part of the group. I'm just, I, it's just such a, such a broad. I, I feel well, like if, was, if I had a kid, it'd be like, we need a one-on-one -on -one therapy specifically for well, you. That was like later, but also, dude, it's like nobody knows how to deal with that. My mother of was forty. Yeah, her husband just died. She's got a kid that is already like needs to be injected intravenously with ADHD medication, yeah, yeah. you know, like, what are you going to do? So my mom was just like, okay, let's try this. Yeah, and, for you know, sure. It was like yeah. a nightmare, you know? Yeah. And then every couple of years it was like therapy again. And I hated it. And I was, I very much Matt Damon everything where like they would try to get deeper and I would just totally surface talk everything. Like I would yeah. never ever get deeper than like, you know, this is what happened at school today. You know, how does that make you feel? I don't know. Like, I just wouldn't like, dude, one time I showed up to the psychiatrist and I put, um, dots all over my arm and pre pretend to nod out from heroin. Oh, and I like, how old are you at this point? Him. I don't know. I was like 11 or 12. Oh. <laughs> 
Wow. <laughs> yeah. Oh. yeah. Like, I hated these people. I so hated you, you put your chest and you were just like, mm. yeah, yeah. And yeah. he's like, well, maybe, we know you I didn't do hair. I was like 12 or 13. Yeah. Yeah. I remember still, I was like, you're getting into the deaf tones and like corn and everything. Oh, man. Yeah, yeah. You're like, let's yeah. give them some. Well, I wanted to, to like do about. drugs so bad. Like, I would like beg older cousins and stuff for drugs and they would never give it to me. Good. <laughs> I was in like sixth or seventh grade and I'm like, Give me weed. Give me acid. And they're yeah. like, no. You know. How old are you? 36. 36. I'm 33. You? I was just okay. thinking about like the drug, like the anti-drug campaigns. Yeah. As as much as I understand they don't work or I didn't have dare, but they worked on me. Like mm-hmm. I was very much from an early age. I was like, mm-hmm. I'm not touching drugs. Mm-hmm. It, they, they really associated for me drugs with like your life is a disaster. Yeah. And right. it worked. For me, that I would be way too scared yeah, yeah. to do any of it. So, but you, when you were younger, you you wanted what was it, alcohol or weed? Yeah, like I wanted to do weed. Like my cousin got me into Wu Tang Clan. I like really wanted to like smoke a blunt. Yeah, but like he yeah. got me into the music, but he wouldn't get me into the drugs. I was like pissed, you know. <laughs> and then uh, my like friends at the, I hung out with like a really bad group of kids, and they would like try to my mom to her credit wouldn't let me hang out with them outside of school because she knew they were like bad kids and like my friend's older brother would like give him weed and we were in like seventh grade and uh they like wanted me to give them my like ritalin and they would give me weed and my mom like never let me hang out with them never let me like so to her credit my mom was like slick she knew the score you know so she kind of like kept me away from those kids so when did you when did you first get some when you got that big fat joint oh dude i was like 14 i got high i uh immediately told this kid i was like if you give me more weed i don't have money now but my grandmother gives me money for christmas every year i'll give it to you when she gives me my christmas check you're going back to the church you're like give me that football gear give me that football gear for the raffle i'm gonna sell this for some more weed to the races off the bat you know like (laughs) straight up like passed out my friend's front yard my grandfather picked me up i'm like puking i'm like i I found a worm in my chicken nugget earlier tonight you know like my just like that was that know. was the lie that you went to a worm in your chicken nugget yeah well, legit like that night or... we found a worm in my chicken oh. nugget at how convenient at burger king <laughs> i think about the couple times that i came home drunk in high school and like saw my parents in the living room like i'm gonna go to bed and i thought i was passing it off and i'm like yeah. oh i was probably like oh dude they saw me they're like this fucking new kid. year's eve eighth grade my friends and i did uh a bunch of like jello shots and I came, my mom picked me up. I fell out of our truck on the ground. I went inside. I tried to fight my stepdad. Like, it was, <laughs> I mean, from the jump, I was, like, fucking nuts when it came to, like, drugs and alcohol. Yeah. yeah. And do you think, in your mind, I know you can't answer it, but do you think it was related to your dad dying? Or do you think you have, like, that desire for drugs inside I'm predisposed to drugs and alcohol. Mm-hmm. I come from a family of alcoholism and drug addiction. So I already am predisposed. At the same time, you know, I did drink when I was in like eighth and ninth grade. Very not like every weekend or whatever, but a fair amount. Stopped. Didn't start again until I was like twenty one. And then that's when it was off to the races. That's when the sadness kicked in. That's when I could finally cry and like feel emotion about mm-hmm. it. Because I, I would always like every year around the time of his anniversary, I would, that's when I would like 
the anniversary of him of him dying. dying. Well, his birthday is ten days before he died, so the whole month of May was just like horrible every year. So that's when I would release the pressure valve and like let it all out, and then bottle it up for the rest of the year. And then that was like my little like you know um, week period of like oh I'm allowed to be sad because. I never knew you could just be sad. I always felt like you had a reason. Yeah. And also, I, you know, am um, manic depressive. I have, you know, major depressive disorder, and I didn't know that. I just thought that, like, I was different from everyone else. Or, like, I guess everyone does this. They just don't tell anyone about it, so I'm not going to tell anyone about it. Yeah. Yeah. So I would bottle that all up, and then alcohol finally let me be sad all the time. And I could, like, finally cry when I was drunk. I could yeah. finally, like, feel emotion when I was drunk. You know, if that makes yeah, sense. Yeah, yeah. No. It's it's hard for me. I've always been... I think the reason I never drank a lot, I, I only really want to drink if I'm in a good mood. Mm. Something about... I don't know. I don't want to be sad. Mm-hmm. And so I, I, I've very rarely been sad. And well, I drunk. felt so much sadness inside of me that I couldn't let it out as sadness because I felt like that like, wasn't wrong. So I would let it out in anger. So I was like very angry. And like when I would drink, I would like get in fights and, you know, like it, it was just all unmanaged grief. Yeah. You know, it was all unmanaged um, feelings of sadness, being scared an inability to accept you know and like at the same time i thought i was gay and you know i'm you know uh i was so afraid of that so i, I just love like, all this happening and in therapy you're like i'm good oh I'm yeah fine. But, but i didn't know how to articulate of course i did the same thing when i did therapy as a kid and i feel like you just there must be savvier therapists out there who can like get it out of you. But like, I felt like my therapist, it was one of these things where they were dependent on me to like bring it to the table. And now I do that Mm -hmm. at 33. But when you're a kid, you're like, you need someone real sly to like ask them about music, like to really unlock these things. Yeah. 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 Totally. Um, uh, so I'm very, I'm very, so your mom, is she still, uh, do you still have a stepdad? No, no. Is oh. your mom still alive? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> but is she? Is this the same stepdad you tried to fight? On uh, New they got Year's? divorced. They, they got, got divorced. divorced yeah. But what was it like? How long after? So you were eight when your dad died. Mm-hmm. How long after until your mom started dating again? A couple years. And do you? And I couldn't accept it at all. I was like, of course, real not. bad kid about it. You know, I was yeah. like, I didn't handle it well. You know, well, how, how could you? I mean. I, I didn't handle it well with parents alive. Still. Yeah, yeah. Uh, do you remember which was this like the the guy that she married? Was that the first like serious boyfriend? Basically, yeah. And yeah. you hate it from the get. You were like, fuck, totally, fuck totally. You. And and he was such a good man and like such a good guy that I just couldn't recognize at the time. Like there yeah. was no way he was winning. There was no way anyone would have won. My mom could have. You know, dated my favorite baseball player, and I've been like, "You piece of shit." Yeah, yeah. you know, like yeah, yeah. there's no way you're gonna win. You know, and uh, I don't know, man. It was just you know, but you know, that's the downside. The upside is that today, uh, I've really found like gratitude for it all. You know, I used to it was always like, "Why, why?" With like sadness, poor me. But now it's like, "Oh, I know why," because it made me. Who I am. I had to go through that to get to where I am. And I'm really mm-hmm. happy with where I am. So I'm grateful for it, you know. Good. Uh, so so you bipolar? Is that what you were? Is, are you bipolar? Yeah. yeah and bipolar when was that too. diagnosis? 2016. 
2016. Wow. Yeah. That is, do you, do you wish, God, I wish I'd known that sooner. It would have really made a lot of sense. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when did you stop? But at the same time, though, those like symptoms don't fully develop until later yeah. in life. You know, what so is these the, things the average kept, age? Like college? Like yeah, around that time. So these things kept happening, and I was like, oh, that's weird." You know, like what? Like what? Is it just the sw- the emotional swings? Yeah, or just like not being able to get out of bed for like days, and like these, yeah, these massive swings. I've always been like energetic. Yeah, and then I would just have see. These I think downturns. the thing is, I only see, I only see you, you know, when you're on stage or when we're in comedy spaces. Totally, so I see totally. just the kind of the energized yeah. version. And I never, ever let that down period be reflected publicly. Like, I don't want anyone to see that. I mean, I will talk about it. And yeah. Obviously, yeah. it's a part of my life, but I'm never going to show people publicly that because I feel like that's a very... I, I mean, like, we live our lives, like, publicly or whatever, but there are things I need for me, and I keep that boundary up where instead of just showing it, I'll just kind of disappear and cancel things and just whatever instead of, mm. like... I'll talk about once I go through it. I yeah. don't want to talk about it while it's so close to me, you know? Yeah. And I never want to bum people out. Like, I, you know, and, and look, like, this is very much goes back to my childhood of, like when people would see me upset, they would be upset. You know, when you're a kid and you notice that if you mention your dad is dead and all the adults around you start to cry, you yeah. feel bad and you're like, okay, don't do that. Yeah. So my whole life, it's been a thing of like, don't show anyone that you're sad because that makes other people sad. And the last thing I want is for, and like, I'm grateful for my following. I'm grateful for people to dig me, but like, the last thing I want is for people I don't know to feel that they know, even though they may be doing it from a good place, but to go, hey, are you all right? Mm. Hey, I hope you're okay. Hey, this. And it's like, I don't need that. Yeah. I have a very close circle that I can go to. I don't want anyone to worry. That's like my big thing. I never want anyone to worry about me. That's like the big butting head things with my mom, too. It's like, don't worry about me. Don't worry about me. Uh-huh. Never worry about yeah, me. You yeah. know. So I very much take care of that on my own and like never let that stuff come out. But in terms of being on stage, I've gotten a lot better with it's weird, man. Like I'll talk about it on stage and let it filter in a way on stage, but I won't let anyone in on it. If that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, let's, that's, and also I hate bombers. I hate when you talk to someone, you're like, Hey, what's up? They're like, Oh, I got this going on. Blah, blah. I'm like, shut up. Fucking. <laughs> See, that's what's so crazy. Shut I, I, struggle. I can be a bummer sometimes. I don't I'm like sure. it. I know. I don't be like a it bummer either. With your pals, not a fucking, you know, <laughs> yeah, whatever yeah. show we're doing. I don't think you would go into it if you didn't know someone, if you didn't like, I think if you were meeting someone on a surface thing or like, yeah. I don't think sure. you'd go fully into it. Yeah. You know? Well, I had my dad, he, my dad just had the surgery and it was, you know, you, I went through my head like uh, of oh if my dad's dead and i mm. thought like this idea of like oh i'll be one of i'll be a person whose father is dead like it was like an identity shift or like the, the thought of like having to tell everyone mm-hmm. that and yeah, i think i would just disappear for a while i don't know if i could like do process it in real time and some people do and i like really applaud them but i don't i don't know i don't know it's very strange yeah. you know yeah but i will say like during the past, I, I had an incredibly difficult 
pandemic for a lot of personal reasons and it was like so because i am a very energetic and happy whatever yeah and i was just gutted and so many people would take me aside and be like dude are you all right like you have a cloud over you i can tell and i'd be like yeah it's all right man i'm gonna just fix it later it's fine yeah you know and like i had to get a couple talking to's from people that are like you gotta really like you walk into a room you used to light it up and now you were bumming everyone oh out. man like, oh, fuck and you like, had no idea you had just... no idea that that was that no was i knew oh, okay. i totally knew. well it, uh, yeah like but, i couldn't but i couldn't was put on a brave face oh okay. like i couldn't even yeah. put on a brave face you know yeah it's hard yeah it's like what do you do you know i, I don't know it's like difficult I, and and i'm still learning with like my depressive states and everything my go-to is to just not let people see it and i'm getting better at slowly letting people know like even in my personal life I wouldn't let anyone know. I would just like disappear. And now I'm getting so much better at being like, I'm really struggling right now. Do you have time to hear me? You yes. know what I mean? Yeah. Yes. Like talking to someone instead of just being like, everything's fine. Gotta go. Yeah. You yeah. know? So like, I think one, cause I'm still growing and learning. And I think once I master that with myself and my personal circles, I think I will then be able to have that translate better outside but for now it's like still growing pains yeah I think, you know yeah for sure Even though i'm like 36 i feel like i know this stuff way better like i can feel it coming on so i know what to do to address it instead of it just coming on and me being like what do, i don't know you know yeah and so, are you on medication stuff right now for yeah yeah yeah, yeah. is it specific to bipolar disorder antidepressants yeah, i'm on lamotrigin zoloft and effects which have helped massively. And this whole past year, right before the pandemic, I didn't know the pandemic was going to happen. But I got off my antidepressants because it was making it hard to come. Yeah. So I was like, Doc, I need a different antidepressant. So we put me on something else. And then that like didn't work. So during the entire pandemic, I'm med shifting and like getting put on this. And you got to be on it for like six weeks and side yeah. effects. Oh, that yeah. doesn't work. Let's try this. Well, I... I don't know. I'm, I'm I'm currently in a phase of life. I've I've never really done antidepressants, and mm -hmm. then I always, whenever something, it, it's one of these things. It starts dipping low. I'm right. like, I start talking to my therapist. We start lining the thing up, and then I'm like, I'm doing better now. And but I I think it's time. Mm -hmm. And I tried once uh, Lexapro, mm -hmm. and I did it first. I went to the person who prescribed, it, and it was it was very frustrating because like he didn't give me anything concrete, mm -hmm. like. When he, I was asking him about the different medications, and it was, I, I can't even imagine with multiple medications because he'd be like, Well, this sometimes some people say it makes them feel like this, and this mm -hmm. sometimes it sometimes makes them feel like this. And I was like, What the fuck? Yeah, it felt like I was, I was like, like talking to uh, not a, not a doctor, but like an English professor, like it was interpretations and metaphors, and it and was them very, don't even know. in order to get on the medication I'm on now that his like. I finally found the God code of like what works for yeah. me. I legit had to go to this guy and be like, I've read about this. I'm on an SSRI. I need to be on an SNRI. I've heard of this medication. I would like to try this rather than this. Bah, bah, bah. And he's like, okay, we can give that a shot. Sure. Okay. Blah, blah. Wow, and yeah, I'm like, you really are a proactive. fucking moron, dude. Yeah. I think that's why those commercials are like, ask your doctor about blah, blah. But that's why you get <laughs> skeptical. Yeah. fucking know. Yeah. You get skeptical of those commercials too, because then you're just like, well, these are all these pharma companies pushing these drugs. Right. And I, I don't know. I, when I talked to this guy, I like, I didn't know if he was like a moron or I was like, is this just the loosest science in the world? It just, 
Dude, yeah, I got I could have legitimately been like, hey, I've heard of a uh, heroin. And it's really good for kind of uh, mood stabilization. You would have been like, okay, we can try you on maybe 50 megs of, of heroin. Sure, let's let's give this a shot. You, you gave him an SSRI, I want a fucking yeah, needle yeah, yeah. in the arm. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Mm, yeah okay. Yeah, SSRI, the eye is insert that needle in my vein, you fucking quack. <laughs> I mean, but also this motherfucker sits in his office. Like, I, I checked myself into an outpatient drug and alcohol rehab center in um 2015 and that's where i still go for my psychiatrist Mm because it's in my insurance plan so this guy is seeing a million patients like one day a week is in the office so he's not i'm not dealing with an intense like yes relate and he's like the 10th psychiatrist i've had this motherfucker sits in his office he wears two masks indoors is constantly like you know, uh, sanitizing his hands. And I'm like, you fucking loser. Just give me my drugs. And, get out of here. <laughs> you know? and that, I'm, that's like, I'm like, look at me. I am the psychiatrist now. <laughs> <laughs> it's, and then there's like, when I think about the antidepressant, I automatically, I'm like the side effects. So the, this yeah. side effect, you, you just, you couldn't come. I, it I could, take, it just took a while. And like, it got to a point where, Things were so fucked up for the past year, medically, emotionally, and everything with a lot of shit I had going on um, that I said to him, like, I don't even care. I don't care if I never come again. I need to be on this medication, blah, blah, blah. And it it's antidepressants I liken to birth control where, you know, it takes a couple weeks to a month or two to figure out if it works with your body. And in the interim, you're having these massive side effects. You're emotionally a rubber band getting pulled in all these directions, but you got to wait it out to see if it works. Oh, the side effects don't subside. Let's start it over again. Yeah. Let's try something new, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And I really, really feel for so many women that are on birth control because there's thousands of types of birth control and it really fucks them up. And the same thing with medications, but you have to know that the ends justifies the means. I'm talking from my experience with yeah. um, uh, uh, antidepressants, but with birth control, it's like, just learn how to pull out. Like, it's not necessary for you to- Just learn how to pull out? Yeah, you don't yeah, really yeah, have yeah, to yeah. come in your chick every time. Just <laughs> fucking, you know, meet them halfway. Come on, pal. Yeah. And uh, it, antidepressants are actually great because I it does take me a little while to come, and I can- I can come from penetration, but I come a lot easier with my hand. Mm. So that's like a great form of birth control because there's no chance of me coming inside you. Yeah. See, you I, just, I just wear a condom. I never... Shut the fuck up. There's what? people that wear condoms. Whoa. I'm always amazed I think, how I think few we've, people I think are we wearing found condoms. downside. <laughs> Play the theme. I <laughs> play the theme. I never. Oh, I hit it. <laughs> I never understood. I never understood. I never understood the jerk. The, the to me, the jerk. The, the the finishing yourself off. That's like, oh, you went through all this. You went out. You 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 went out to dinner. You had a drinks. You uh, and you're gonna end it with masturbating. I've done that plenty. But I don't you'd need rather to, have the condom. I don't need to finish myself off. Bro. And I've done it thousands. Bro. Thousands and it's of times. always good. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It doesn't yeah. get bad. It doesn't get like not fun. But you, you no, prefer no. the condom though. I've never That's been like, oh, 
God, this Bro, again. Yeah. The, the finishing on them thing can be really romantic, too, because... Romantic's the word you went with. Yes, because... You spell it, out a heart. It forces a uh, extra level of intimacy Yes, because you are finishing on your partner, <laughs> mm-hmm. and then it is your job to clean them clean. up. And you can do it in a sensual or a fun way, and you laugh about it. It brings you closer together. It's really nice. I, Try I, it. I, I, and also, by I the reach, way, I reach behind the bed for the the towel. That's a it rock towel, hard. buddy. You got to use a, a paper towel and throw it out. What a do you paper mean? towel? That's yes. not romantic. That's, use, we've we've talked about this so many I times. I use my merch. The I have fact hand that towel. You merch. have a towel for just for cum. It's and then it gets kind of weird. Jerry, it's kind of weird. It also feels very like maybe if that feels delayed, that feels like something you do in middle school, high school. Yeah. I think you need to, I think you need yes. to grow up a little bit. Yeah. And, and growing up is using paper towels. Get rid of yes. it. Yes. Get rid you of it. Throw it out. Paper towel or, uh, um, tissue. tissue or, uh, you're you, keeping a toilet paper in your house. Can at say, 33. Can say one of the, one of the, Grossest, one of the most embarrassing things I ever had. I, I, once in a while, what I would, we just still discussed. Having a cum rag at <laughs> yeah. Once in a while, when I was like in high school, I would masturbate like with a condom, just like. And before I had had sex, uh, yeah, 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 just yeah. just because it was just like for you're sure. doing you the thing, feel, and you're putting yeah, yeah, it on, yeah, yeah. No, no, and no. it was also clean. And I think once I I you know did it, and then I put the condom like in my room, oh, like God. you know on a side oh, thing. No. And so so cut to many months later, my dad, <laughs> oh, no. my dad comes to me and he's like, he's like um. So, son, uh, I found your you know, collection. When come is like, or when when a man finishes, like doing one of these, when a man finishes and oh, and you, no. it's it's left there, it can start to smell. Oh, and, no. and God, I'm so glad my dad died. Oh, <laughs> no. And it was so embarrassing because he because it was a condom. So my dad it thought smelled. I was, but my dad thought I was having sex. And in, internally, I had the shame of like he doesn't even know I wasn't even having sex. Oh, it was just me man. alone wow. with the yeah. condom. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, dude, I'm telling you. Also, like, I have a huge fear if they're not on birth control and I'm wearing a condom. What if I come inside them and the condom breaks? That's I, so scary. I had the condom break one time in my whole life, and I must have had sex twenty. Well, <laughs> Someone's got different equipment, all right? <laughs> But oh, you're, I, you're just pop. These condoms are bursting. They just can't even. I get them extra small, so I feel better about myself. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I, that's like a fear of mine. And also, can I say, after a while, your pullout game gets better, and you can like time it to where you can pull out and come even without your hand. Or you can pull out and just go, whip, whoop, poof. So it's not can like I you're tell, sitting there jerking you, you, off for 10 minutes. You're talking about this like it requires any kind of skill. It does. Your it does. pull-out think, game. Listen, it does. It does. You feel like you're going to come, and you pull out. Can I oh, tell you? I've been doing it for you, years. I have had so many intimate moments jerking off, kissing my partner, and like coming while I look in her eyes. Like that can be like wildly intimate. And, you you know, it's a way to change it up. I'm telling you, try it. Yeah. Try it. Try you don't it. always got to be condom guy. And also, I love going down on my chick, and the condom makes it taste weird. I agree. I don't like that. I, I do it in the beginning. Get it out of the way. Oh, I'm I see. a freak. I'm doing it middle, after. 
Beginning. You do sure. limit yourself. Well, mid. By no, like- no, 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 mid. Especially if you know, if you're, you're, I'm not on the antidepressants, so I, I don't have the taking too long to come problem. Ah, and then, yes. I remember I, uh, when I, when I first started, I was, you know, coming way too fast. Oh, totally. And I remember the, the one day I was like, oh, I can stop having sex to chill out mm-hmm. and go back down, and then go back to the sex. Yeah. I remember like looking back, I'm like. You never thought of this before? Yeah, you yeah, thought the yeah, moment yeah, you went yeah. in there, you're like, you're like oh, I'm here forever. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh man. I I had a rough start. That's a I fun a rough move start. because you can make them think like, God, I just gotta eat your pussy right now. But really it's like self-reservation. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I've done that before where I'm like, you know, humping and everything, and then I'm like, I just wanna stay here. I just wanna look at you. But really it's like if I move an inch, I'm gonna fucking come and I can't do that. <laughs> You know, that's how dirty talk was created. It was just a stall. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's a stall tactic. (laughs) Nah, hey, give it a shot, man. What do you got to lose? You know. Uh, Well, okay, so get rid of the condom. Yeah, I do like imagining you have a checklist of like I do this step and then this step every time. You know what I mean? Like, like uh, it's you know the truth. I've I've only only two people in my life have I ever had sex without a condom. Really? One one like a very long term girlfriend. Uh And then one was uh, it was a hookup after a show, and she a one night she, stand. Yes, and Whoa. she, but no, 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 but she, she was. I mean, this is not. She brought good. paperwork. She was on. She was on. She was on top, <laughs> and she, she got up and then took it off, <gasps> and then went back down. And I had like that quick to think about wow. if I was okay with it did without your consent. Before? She did. It was not a check in. It was oh. a. Wow. If we I, just found a reverse me too. Oh, oh she, uh, Tweet um, about it, sister. <laughs> it was, it was, it was, it was nice. Say her name. Say her name. I was like, I don't want to hear her Shame name. Her. Shame her. Oh, oh that's it was. Great. It was definitely not good for good. her. What a power move. <laughs> it is. It is. Take like it back the night. <laughs> That's that's the take. <laughs> Jesus yeah, yeah. Christ! <laughs> Pussy grabs back. <laughs> that's what I used to wipe the cum off of. Was a T-shirt that said "Pussy grabs back." Pussy grabs back. And I said, "This is romantic." You see? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, We're in love. You're squeezing her like a teen fundraiser car wash. I think the funny thing was the we we ended up hooking up. Uh, the next she she was in town. And we hooked up the next night, and because it had already happened, I was that I felt like a bad. I was like, "Well, fuck it. If we if we already didn't use a condom, I won't use a condom yeah. again." Yeah. And so that time, I guess that that's my answer. That I ended up. Have being, you ever I talked guess, to her again? No, but so so <laughs> she, the, the for a while there was some Instagram Ooh. communication, mm-hmm. but uh, she. I remember I was all I could think was first I was scared of STDs just a little, totally. but then I was scared yeah. that she that she was pregnant, and so I would look at her oh, Instagram stories, no. and the moment I saw her drinking alcohol, I felt this wave of relief, oh, like oh, okay she's she's either not pregnant or a bad mom, and maybe yeah, we'll yeah, lose yeah. the baby, yeah. and so I felt just so relaxed. But I had some friends at the time at, at the That's comedy scary. club who were like, hey, you're going to be a dad? And I was like, I regret telling that's, you any that of is, story. Uh, that's that's scary. very scary, the pregnancy. Well, that's why. Yeah. But that's why I'm a condom guy because like I have too much anxiety. I have too much anxiety True. about pregnancy and STDs. And well, so you need medication. Yeah, I'm going to get on it. I'm going to get on it. And then I won't be able to come at all. I won't need the towels anymore. Yeah. <laughs> you won't be able Look to at all them. these. Hey, this show is called The Downside, but we just found some upsides. We'll uh, be right back after <laughs> this. <laughs> Theme. <laughs> <Don't get sick. laughs> 
Um, well, I do want to talk. I know your 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 glory hole story. I'm very yes. fascinated by glory holes. I mean, I'm very everyone is uh, always curious that you you hook up with with men and yes. women and yes and uh, of course. Uh, but but I, I've I've been listening. I've been listening to all your interviews where you've you've only so dated sorry. women. Yeah, I've heard. I've heard every kind I'm of sorry, every buddy. dick stuck, you every every thing. ass, everything. <laughs> But uh, the, the so tell me when did you who did you first did you first have sex with uh, a woman a man well who what was your first sex I mean, the first time I had sex was with a woman but I had been blowing a buddy of mine for years <laughs> just blowing him was he blowing you yeah 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 oh that's nice yeah, yeah. sixty nine we two? never kissed never yeah not even not even on the cheek nope wow oh, I tried and he oh, shut yeah. that shit down how old is this. We like hooked up from like eleven to twenty two, oh. twenty three. When did you suck your That's first? That's a long time. How old were you? Seventh, eighth grade, I think. That blows my mind. <laughs> I remember, I remember like like in seventh grade, like I had a girlfriend, and I remember like asking if I could give her a hug. Yeah. Oh yeah. And you're you're just blowing. I, well, yeah. publicly, I went to Titanic with my like. Seventh grade girlfriend, I kissed her on her temple because she, I, I didn't know how to kiss and I was just looking at her and she wouldn't look at me. I was like, well, I'm already here. <laughs> but meanwhile, I'm fucking, you know, giving mouth hugs for fucking, yeah, you know, my free time. I also can't imagine how bad I would be. I mean, I'm sure I'd be bad at a blowjob now. Just I'm, right out to the this gate. day, not good at blowjobs. I really? hate it. I, I mean, like, in theory, it's like fun. That's why, like, Whenever guys like, dude, if, if guys could blow each other, we know what we like. It's like, I don't know, man. In theory, yeah, but put one in your mouth and see what happens. There's a lot of mechanisms going on that you don't really put into your thought process. I think the key, if I were to plan this out, if I were to give a blowjob, it would be the hand would come in pretty soon. Mm -hmm. And once the hand is there, then it's all good. Do you come quick from blowjobs? No, I'll be honest with you. I'm not, a, I'm not yeah. a, there it I'm is. not a big blowjob guy. Yeah. It, you were down there. Putting in work, and it's a lot. It takes a while. It ain't too fun. That's so why the really hand. That's why the hand. Credit to a lot of the gals. My blowjob would very quickly turn into a tip in the mouth with a lot of jerking. Yeah, that's my blowjob. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, but just in case someday if I ever have to yeah. blow a guy really fist, it's yeah. the, the hands yeah. are coming out. I mean, yeah. I, Both put, hands. I put on a watch on my hand. And I'm doing it upside down to look at the time go by. Going, all right, Paco, <laughs> hurry this up, pal. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, that 10 11 year thing with this with this friend it, is... it was like once a year oh, okay, okay it was okay. like once or twice a year gotcha. just on the birthday very like... yes very yeah. secretive and very was he, does he still uh, like date men and women or, or uh, i haven't talked to him in years him, last no, no. i checked he's got you know jesus tattoos oh, very religious okay, family gotcha gotcha you know I wonder if he talks Bible about quotes that every phase. day for status updates on Facebook, you know? Yeah. Oh, yeah. You ever want to comment? Oh. Like, no. Hey. I want him to live his no, best, yeah, yeah, his yeah. best life. Yeah, that it sounds is like his best funny life about is the, blowing. No, but that is very funny about the not kissing. The, the oh, rationale yeah. of like being like, no, yeah, I'm not I have doing tons of jokes weird, about you know? it. Like, yeah, yeah. yeah, like, kiss you. I'm not fucking gay. No, yeah. put your boy mouth on my boy penis like two straight <laughs> men, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, but what can you do, you know? Yeah. So so now to glory holes. Because glory holes is just something Well, I, I will say before we get into that, 
you know, I, I've I've talked about it a bunch. It is kind of a monkey's ball because it, it that's like I don't really want to be known as like the, the glory, glory hole guy. guy. You don't want know? the title of this episode to so be I've, glory hole. Please no. Yeah. Good God no. I uh, yeah yeah. No, that's it, it, two it, different directions. Either dead dad or the glory hole. Yeah. It's one well, of these two. Either. <laughs> uh, let's just go with a uh, good fun time, Ian. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but it's like a thing of like it, it goes back to the bipolar and riding a bike in a way and drinking. A side effect of bipolar is um, like risky behavior yeah. and sexually adventurous behavior. And I never really, again, like I said, I'm like still figuring a lot of this stuff out and growing and everything. And uh, I, like when I drank, I loved engaging in risky behavior. The My favorite part of drinking was not knowing where I was gonna wake up. Like, you know, I would wake up on the street, like in gutters, like I would drink to the point of like not being able to walk home. That's how I knew I had like a good night. Yeah. Like I didn't want to see at the end of my mm -hmm. night. Yeah. I wanted to drink myself blind. And a, a part of being bipolar is sexually risky behaviors, you know? And I noticed that through like reflection, when I would go to these glory holes, when I would hook up with guys on the street, which is called cruising, you know, when I would like go to these public hookup spots and have these like crazy interactions i was feeling i was in like one of my um mood swings you know i was like uh feeling like very low and depressed so i was using these quick hookups as a form of danger but a form to get high to get out of that feeling i was feeling you know what i mean yeah and uh that's part of the reason i think why i like riding a bike so much it's because it's it's it gives me that like risk Sure, or stand-up. I mean, stand-up yeah, has yeah, a certain degree. Totally. Yeah. You're absolutely when right. When you talk about cruising, because the first time we met, it was with Sam Morrison after he had metaphorically sucked your dick in front of me, uh -huh. that we met, it was outside uh, uh, the Soho Playhouse, and you talked, you and Sam, like, gave me a like uh, about cruising like yes! you make eye contact i remember that and where you you either like linger the eye contact and that's like all you need to know to like yeah. oh this person might have yep. a, a, mm -hmm. some interest i remember that yeah. yeah 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 so i've cruised a ton like that's mostly how i've hooked up with guys also on like apps and stuff but that is a form of like risky behavior and that's a form of behavior that is very old school gay that a lot of it's way less mainstream yeah. Than it used to be, you know. Now, you do you have a girlfriend right now? I do, yeah. I'm very curious when when you start dating a woman, do you do they know right out the gate? I know plenty of women that they if they were dating a guy who had been with other men, they have that judgment inside of them. You're out. You're out. You're done, but, son. But do you do you ever feel are you meeting people? Were you using dating apps when you meet women? Like, I, how do you make sure they, you know, it's just one of those things where, like, well, like, you want to find man, out who they are as quickly as you can. Yeah, but I'm fucked, bro. You Google me and my entire life is online. Yeah. 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 So it's like, I'm not going to pull any punches. You're going to know who I am. And I'd rather you know who I am of course. from me rather than looking me up. So I, you know, I pride myself on being honest and open, you know, like, not, you know, and it's funny because my gal is is bi as well, and that's very much like a thing that helped us become closer because we understand what that's like and mm -hmm. the judgment we felt and the uncertainty and self-hatred we felt from it and everything. So we kind of like bond over that. But I've very much been honest about it and had girls be like, no. And I'm like, okay, I, I 
Yeah. Understand it. You know, I don't agree with it, but I'm not going to. Just fucking... a, it's a, it's a strange, the, I don't, the, you're gay. That philosophy well, to me is so, it's, it's, it's horrible. So many people believe it. Here's the thing. You, what's the segment where we talk about the thing that grinds you your gears? You want to stop? This has got to stop. Yeah. That's my, this has got to right, well, stop. Let's, yeah. let's fucking right, go let's to it. Let's go right to, into it. Yeah. This has got to stop. This has got to stop. Right out the gate. What do you got, Ian? I fucking hate how people think if you've been with a guy, you're gay. Or because you're with a girl, you're no longer bi. Mm. Or, you know, if you, like, I really, really dislike the discourse on all this because I feel like bisexual men get shit on so much more, yet we're living in this wildly accepting time where everyone is allowed to be whoever they want, yeah. however they want, define what you are. And then when you go, yeah, well, look, man, I fucked guys, but I'm in a monogamous relationship with a woman. People are like, well, you're a liar. You're secretly gay. Yeah. You So you're not gay anymore? Well, I was never gay. Uh, yeah, but you've been with a guy. That doesn't make me fucking gay. It, it, it really pisses me off. And... If there can be 72 different genders, why can there not be multiple shades of sexuality? Everyone wants to live in this non-binary society when it comes to gender, but when you bring up a non-binary sexuality, people look at you as if you're an insane person. And it really I, bothers I, me. I also think it's crazy because we've had years now of... of of feeling like we're in this post thing where this is mm -hmm. happening. And it feels like whenever you... Whenever someone says something like that, it just feels like, what are you, it feels like it's in the nineties. Like, what are you talking about? Like you're, yeah. it feels like there's been such a double standard where Massive it feels like standard. people can totally get on board being like, yeah, women buy Like, and yeah. it really feels like there's a thing where well, they can't. And you're like, it just feels like it's, well, I don't understand why it's that much. The leap is I think because I, a bigger. I, well, I just, don't, I, mean, I just know men when like men who like, I just feel like I hear more often men being like, I could never kiss another guy. So like, mm -hmm. the, and they, they do that partially to like reaffirm their own masculinity. Mm -hmm. So they make it seem like, well, if you're straight, that's unfathomable to you. Mm -hmm. So if someone even toys with it, it's like, well, clearly, yeah, I, I just, I just wish, I hope we eventually go to a place where people more accept they're maybe not bisexual. You maybe not called bisexuality, but like I find men attractive. I, there's certain men that, that I think are very attractive, and I, it's just a I line feel of like the term bisexual just puts this thing in people's head. And then they came out with pansexual, and I'm like, well, that's just a form of bi erasure. I'm just me, and I yeah. do what I want when I want with who I want. Right, and I don't want like because when you put a label on it, it puts you in a camp. And it's very interesting that women can hook up with women, but they're still straight. They're just fun. Uh, gay guys can hook up with women, but they're still gay. A guy that hooks up with women hooks up with a guy, and he's fucking gay for life. It's like the scarlet letter, as if being with a man is bad. You know, even when I've told women, I've had women that I've hooked up with, they know I've hooked up with men, and they refuse to have sex with me until I get tested. Mm. You know, and yeah. it's it's a very strange thing. And, you know, I know I've been sexually promiscuous, but, you know, I talk about the condom thing, but that's only in monogamous relationships. I've never had sex with someone outside of a monogamous relationship without a condom, even on a one night stand. Even when I was fucking drinking, 
I wound up at a Wawa in my underwear coming out of a blackout, screaming at them to give me a condom. I didn't have my wallet. I only had my car keys. And I was like, if I get AIDS, Wawa, it's your fault. Because I was so dead set on getting a condom. And I've never been with a man without a condom. I've never been with a trans woman without a condom. And I, I don't I don't know. I, I feel like it's just, it's very frustrating. Especially I, because I have friends too that, um, and I'm not asking people to like understand my life. But it's it's funny because when people offer me a drink and I say no, they go, oh my God, I'm so sorry. I didn't know. I go, it's not your job to know my life. Yeah. You were being kind to offer me a drink in a communal act of friendship. I get it. Totally fine. But then when people go, you get a girlfriend? I thought you were fucking gay. And I go, no, I never said I was gay. That's what you put on it just because I've been with men. And they go, oh, whatever. And they don't apologize. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. You know? And that infuriates me. Yeah. I just wonder, I, it's, I just, I just wonder, I, the, 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 I, I remember I, I, I hooked up with someone um, and we didn't have sex because ultimately on the third date she told me that her fiance had come out to her mm-hmm. uh, that he was gay mm-hmm. and had and had given her herpes. Oh God! And, and I just like I just in my head I'm like, well, I can imagine that person shared that story with people, and there's there's this fear where the the thing with like, well, he's probably gay, mm-hmm. he or he's hiding it. If he's been with a man, for sure. Is people like trying to protect themselves from the the fear that's the, their loved one or their monogamous relationship or their marriage is going to go astray, and so yeah. they're trying mm-hmm. to prevent it. And they think, oh well, if they if they've never been with a man, then I never have to worry about this. I can take this off the checklist, as opposed to realizing that you have to worry or not worry about anyone in your life because they could be telling the truth Mm -hmm. they could be not they could change who Mm -hmm. but like so much of it i think a a lot of of that behavior there is a fear i I remember there was a i went to musical theater camps Mm. i remember one woman she was like in love with her high school boyfriend and he ended up being gay Mm -hmm. and i i really think she like it it just went into her where she blamed herself for like she was so wounded by the mm. fact that he went with a man mm-hmm. that uh I could see how people are trying that's what makes them think in that very binary way of just mm-hmm. being like, No, you're gay, so I'm not fucking with this because mm-hmm. I'm not gonna get hurt like this other person. I'm not gonna yeah. be betrayed. I'm not gonna find it at fifty. Like self preservation yeah. in a way. And I'm like, but I'm like, haven't we been around the block long enough I to know. know that even the people who might be straight presenting are sleeping with another guy or they'll cheat on you with another woman. You yeah. can't protect yourself from yeah. people. Yeah. yeah. And, and I find like the last bastion of true homophobia comes with the trudging into the bisexuality territory, you know, like it's, it's very strange. It's very strange, but also I have a unique experience. I feel because I'm like wildly straight passing. You know, like, uh-huh. I no one has ever been like, is he gay? Except for, like, you know, I am, like, in touch with my feminine side. I talk with my hands a lot, and I can be a bit of a yenta, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And I'm, like, very sensitive. I was, like, raised by women, so I'm very, like, emotionally sensitive and whatever. And I've been called a fag and everything and, like, gay just because of my sensitivities, but never because of my presentation. Does that yeah. make sense? Mm-hmm. And um, so I've never felt accepted or a part of the LGBT community because that was not my story, you know? 
So I feel weird being involved in that community because I've never been a part of it. And I feel like it would be disingenuous. That's why I have a weird time talking about it, like on stage and everything, because it's like, I'm not part of that community. It's not part of my fight, but in a way it kind of is. And when I talk about it, I get so much feedback from like guys or even women that are like, my husband and I heard you on a podcast and he told me he's bi and he was like hiding it. Or like guys will be like, you know, I'm bi and I didn't know other bi people existed or like, yeah, I feel better because I heard it. I'm like, oh my God, that's amazing. But it's like, it's like weird. I don't feel part of the LGBT. I feel part of the straight community. That's like, uh, I, I don't even know how to phrase we need, it. We no. need to add an S to that. Well, I think, no, the LGBT that, that's, I think it's like but the more, the, the more, end, we have dude, I'm telling you, the more individualized we get with these certain things, the more the clock strikes 12 twice and it just comes no, back that's to what be I was gonna, like, I was gonna say, dude, the LGBT like, is going to include straight. Yeah. the it, it is a funny thing where you're like, uh, the need to both, uh, for people to put categorize and have it figured out is like, that's a huge component. I think people just like, well, what is your thing? I need to, right. to know your thing. And I also feel like the need to, for people to belong to community is a big thing. And, and that happens in, in lots of different things, not mm -hmm. just in, in, in sexuality or gender. But I, I do feel like, uh, that's a big part of it too, where, where, it's 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 an interesting time to be in because you're like we've taken all these steps and you're like breaking down things and genders yeah, yeah. and then but then like the the things can f feel more niche and niche and niche yeah. and separated sometimes yeah uh, it's you know it's it's I, very strange like I dude I I went to a. Uh, I went to a rally and or not a rally, Jesus. I went to a protest. <laughs> My to, God, yeah, yeah, <laughs> holy shit! Uh, I went to a clan rally. So fucking and, funny. Uh, those but, are my people, dude. I I went to a protest and it was just so laughable because I saw so many signs that were like, "Muslim lives matter," "Queer trans lives matter," "Black lives matter," "Asian lives matter," and I'm like, "Wow, you're totally right. All lives do matter." <laughs> You know, like it, the fucking <laughs> clock strikes 12. It's like, what are we doing with all these like individualized things when it's like we're so much more alike and living, breathing together than we are different. I don't know why, like the whole idea to like separate ourselves from everything is just so strange. I think, think. I think, it, but it goes there because people aren't paying attention to a certain thing. Sure. I do like the idea that there's all these different causes sometimes you got to have one cause per well no dude i showed up i was like who's fucking parade is this? Well, what, what, the, fucking the, i think that this? like the black lives matter you're like you're like they had that slogan everyone else has to come up with something else do you yeah, know what i mean like, yeah you're you like, gotta like, go but, dude, once it, again once again a, we're taking something isn't else isn't it such like a, a queer thing to be like to have black lives matter and be like uh uh honey no this is gay now you know and it's like oh fuck i mean everyone should have all those lives John Marco's shitting just, himself he's oh. like oh no the TikTokers are coming after me dude. <laughs> oh, oh, no. that woman she was at that oh. that rally oh no um, John Marco's like I'll never have a comedy central no. set again <laughs> no who the knows these shut the fuck up <laughs> no I agree I think that with, with the adding of the letters at a certain point I think sometimes you go further and further you go like everyone's sex is normal or strange yeah. everyone including we, i think one of the biggest things i think was so funny with like where people would be like see i i don't know if i'm 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 anti-sex the sex to me is sometimes gross in a way where i'm like right. i think that one of the big mistakes was not this idea that oh gay sex is his own thing but it's like straight sex is gross too right i'm always amazed when like 
some Christian fundamentalists will talk about gay sex, like or straight sex, like it's not also like Gross. filled with yeah. vile yeah, yeah, liquids yeah. And, and things. Well, it's and, funny because I've acted in a way of like total hedonistic, fucking insane behavior, and I feel like I've become more. Uh, conservative of like y'all need jesus or just like y'all y'all play too much oh you shouldn't be promiscuous find one person you love forever you know like yeah. because i've lived this crazy fucking put my dick everywhere life i'm like i feel like i had to go through that to find out what i wanted and maybe people are just born that way where they already know that and it's innate inside of them i just feel like i had to kind of yeah go and explore all these other things in a way to like figure stuff out but i mean like yeah, it's all gross, dude. Yeah. It's all gross. It's all weird. We're all fucking freaks of our own minds. And that's way more in common than like separating ourselves into like an asexual slut. And you're like, wait, what? How is that a fucking thing? Are you kidding me? <laughs> asexual sluts will come for us. Asexual sluts. It's like, what? No, you're just horny sometimes. Cool. Welcome to fucking being married, folks. Downside. Um, well, let's go to our final uh, segment. Uh, you better count your blessing. You better count your blessing. I, uh, uh, Russell, do you have a blessing? Yeah, real quick. Uh, going, I'm going to New Orleans tomorrow. I'm very excited. Oh, it's nice. my favorite place, and I haven't been in your, in a couple of years now, and I'm excited. Hell yeah, dude. Yeah. I'm just awesome. excited. It's going to be a great trip. I've always wanted to get down there. Yeah. You never been? No. I'm, You're I'm a music wondering. boy, man. You I would fucking oh, love that shit. I have in New Orleans. In 2005, I went down to help <laughs> rebuild homes. I got hit by the hurricane. Yeah. And I went down to New Orleans, Biloxi, Mississippi, Foley, Alabama. It was fucking awesome. But that was for like, uh, 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 I didn't get yeah. to enjoy the culture. Yes. Sure. Yeah. Sure. Um, my blessing, I'm going to uh, uh, L.A. Yeah. this week. Yeah. And, um, you know, I, I'm very fortunate. My mom, she lives in L.A. Mm -hmm. I have a casino gig. It's like a corporate casino. Oh, hey, all right. Good, good, good paying. Hell yeah. Good. I think it's I think it's like it's the most I've had for one gig so far. No way. And I'm just wow. featuring. Oh, dude. Nice. That's wild. Uh, and but, it, you know, it's in, it's in a place called Santa Inez. It's two hours away from L.A. There's no train to it. And my mom, She's you know, you. we're probably going to be sharing a bed. Oh. But she is. Uh, oh. Thank God we told you about pulling out. <laughs> I I have Slippity this. Slippity slabbity do. I have this that joke on stage that that. <laughs> Shut the fuck up! No. I tried this one. I have to stop doing. I love incest jokes. Yeah. I love incest jokes. Uh -huh. But I talk about where I was dating someone. And we were both, one time we were both having a sex dream or whatever. We both woke up mid-coitus, right? And yeah. so the joke is I tell that on stage, I say, nah, but I, now I have to share a bed with my mom. I had to share a bed with my mom. And, you know, I assume my brain would know I'm in bed with my mom, not a girlfriend. But just to be safe, before I went to sleep, I put on a condom. Uh -huh. uh, her pleasure, because I'm a mama's boy. And it always, right? the audience goes like, what the fuck yeah, did yeah, you yeah. just, no one likes incest jokes. I am I love I, it. I, I love them so much. Dude, you got to hit them with like five more after that. Yeah. yeah. To fucking dig in. I think I talked about where like early in stand-up, my stepfather came to a show where there were five people there. So I was, I was bombing. Terrible oh, show. Yeah, yeah. And I did one. And this is my stepfather. So this these are his kids. I was like, you know the the oh, no. the, the the dad the the thing about uh, half siblings. The only downside of having half siblings is they're only half as fun to fuck. Oh my and god! And like my stepdad from Ohio is He's just like, like, is that true? 
Like, did he? Did he no, he he did like he disassociates. Oh, okay. He's good. something good. in well, knows. Something good. in him knows. Like, I can't even have this conversation. Oh, I hate that. So God, I have I'm sweating so hard just here. So that. you're gonna fuck your mom? I when, yes. when I have a try on stage, I want to try. I think I'm attracted to women who look like my mom because every woman I've ever slept with has been one of my sisters. No. Okay. <laughs> All right. Ian, you got a blessing? You got a blessing for us? Yeah, th- this is going to be over soon. Miguel, <laughs> 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 do it! Don't do it right now! I'm God moving these it. buttons to the other side of the table. <laughs> I fucking love the buttons. Uh, man, an upside, uh, I am so full of, of gratitude, man. I, I am grateful for sobriety. I'm grateful for friendship. I'm grateful for love. And I'm grateful for living in the day. I... Yeah. Well, just remember, just remember all days turn to nights and and all joys. And the best part of night is that the day starts in the morning. The sun may set, but it always rises again. Well, there it is, guys. We got fucking grown-up Screech from Saved by the Bell defending R. Kelly. That's it. The whole world's gone to hell. Don't worry. I'll fill you in on what Jesus looks like. My mama sent me to meet him a few times over. I'll let you in on a secret. He ain't white. No man that came out of the Middle East is. But all joking aside... We got this guy who is uh, a self-proclaimed comedian that thinks it's funny to talk about pedophilia. And that video alone has over 300,000 likes. Likes. That's it. I fucking, I I give up. I, I just, well, I ain't really giving up. I, I can't. I can't. Not where kids are concerned. But for all the sick fucks that think that that's cute or funny or support this asshole. Yeah, and I called you a fucking asshole. You, you're you a... Hey. What's that sound? What's it? What's that? Is that the feds at your fucking door? Going through all your your pedophilia? Your... Your little porn videos? A year from now, we're going to see you on the fucking news, asshole. Yeah, I wonder what your fucking cell phone's got in it. What your laptop and computers have in it. Yeah, that's that's comedy, is it? I'll go toe-to-toe with you any stage, anywhere, anytime, buddy. Guaranteed. Anywhere. Anybody out there that wants to put us on a stage, give us five minutes. I guarantee I'll bring a fucking house down on you. The ceiling will collapse on you. You are not funny. That is not humor. Anywhere, you and I, let's do a duet. Boom. Guaranteed, I'll get more laughs and more views than you any time. If you think pedophilia is funny, buddy, you have fucking... Somebody damaged you. Somebody damaged you. Whatever preacher touched you, I'm sorry for that. But see somebody. Hmm? I'm sorry if you got a tickle from the pickle at, at like a real early age before you hit puberty. 
But whatever you're doing to kids, stop. Because it's not okay. Get help. And whoever keeps liking his videos, all of you, get help. It's not fucking funny.